today, New York City officials chasing down a shooting suspect. Also, uh, Joe Biden calls for a crackdown on ghost guns and much, much more. We've got all lined up today and it all starts right now. Welcome to the News and Why It Matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez. And uh, look, today is a good day because we have a full table. So I know it's going to be uh, a good show we've got on the lineup today, on the roster. Uh, we've got Yakub Uyans, Blaze TV contributor, also host of The Bottom Line. And we have, back in the building, it's been for forever, I feel. I can't remember how long ago it's been. Matt Kibbe, uh, here with us, Blaze TV host. This is Kibbe on Liberty himself, Matt Kibbe, who I might say, does have the finest facial hair that I've ever seen. It's true. <laughs> the rumors are true. Everyone's saying it's the best. Uh, also joined by, by Blaze TV contributor Eric July, also host of For Canon's Sake, um, which it's it's interesting before we get into the, the headlines. I just somehow knew that you guys knew each other. Well, what gave that? Well, <laughs> I was uh, like, I know these guys. Oh. Yeah, I know these guys are going to know each other. We actually have secret meetings in the corner <laughs> of the building. I figured. Just in case. I so. just figured. Um, okay, so, so I want to get into the headlines of the day. Obviously, uh, the biggest story is that there is a manhunt uh, underway in New York City for a suspect accused of there's plenty of video footage that has been played and replayed all over cable news, all over social media. Uh, this is a suspect that is donning a gas mask. He set off a smoke canister and opened fire inside a subway train and uh, station during the morning commute. This injured at least 28 people, five of whom are in critical condition as of the time of this taping. Taping. Uh, and again, as of the time of this taping, we had learned that apparently officials are on the hunt for a U-Haul truck that should be that they believe to be related to this. So, guys, when we get into um, when we get into this general conversation, please feel free to to weigh in on this particular issue. Um, but I know that there's not a lot to say at this moment because we don't have very much to go off of uh, on the actual suspect because he has not been caught yet. So um, but I want to add to this conversation. This this whole issue comes a day after Joe Biden uh, had his press conference on ghost gun crackdowns. And look, he made a comment that this should just be the start of gun control. Here is what he had to say on what he plans to do, what he wants to do to your Second Amendment watch. And I know it's controversial, but I got it done once. Ban assault weapons and high capacity magazines. I was getting criticized when I first passed this law when I was a senator. And guess what? I was down in southern Delaware doing a lot of hunting and fishing down there. And I was w walking up one of the creek beds. And the guy standing there said, you want to take my gun? I said, I don't take your gun. He said, well, you're telling me I can't have more than the next number of bullets in, a, in, 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 a, in my gun. And I said, what do you think the deer you're hunting or wear Kevlar vest? What the hell do you need 20 bullets for? You must be a hell of a terrible shot. <laughs> I'm serious. Think about it. Think about the mass shootings. Uh, so there, there's a lot to Why unpack is he there. Shouting at me? <laughs> I, I always there's a lot to unpack there. But I think my my first question that I want to pose to you guys is: Do these people 
actually, are they so ignorant that they think that the Second Amendment is for hunting? Or are they just trying to portray it as such because they know that it fits their agenda? Because I have a hard time believing, like, you guys have to understand this, right? Sarah, (laughs) I'm watching that man completely lose his mind. And the irony is, to his left at about, you know, 5 o'clock and 7 o'clock are two guys called Secret Service with fully loaded weapons. Mm, Great point. Defending him. Well, he's more important than you. No, he's not. Who was it that said something like Bill de Blasio? One of them were like, well, yeah, but we're we're leaders. No, no, the same constitution that protects him protects me. He's not more important when it comes to the constitution. It's equal for all of us. This is the irony. No, they're picking the hunting. They're picking the hunting conversation for this reason. Your strong, deep south conservative, particularly your Texan, your Tennessean, you can... Those are hunters. You're talking about Dallas Safari Club. You're talking about the NRA. You're talking about the crossover of that group of people who are the ones that will defend the Second Amendment to death. And so, yeah, let's pounce on them and let's, let's call them. They'll call PETA into the argument if, the, if that could help them. They'll do anything, <laughs> right? But it's, it's hypocrisy. The irony is just uh, is right there. So. Yeah. Matt, are they, is, this, is this intentional or are they really this stupid? Well, it's it's obviously politics. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's there's no chance that they will get the legislature to do the things that Biden wants to do. And, but I suspect they think it's good politics, particularly after the tragedy you just described. But I wonder if that's true, because the one thing that I think a lot of Americans worry about is is protecting themselves and their families. And so, no, it's not about hunting. It's never been about hunting. And you're, you're watching on the TV right now things like what's happening in New York City, where only the government has guns, mm-hmm. supposedly. Right. And you're watching places like uh, Ukraine, where there's suddenly immediately arming citizens mm. for the first time. They weren't allowed to until it came time to protect the government from an invading force. And I think, I think people are realizing that the best defense is taking responsibility for yourself mm-hmm. and learning how to responsibly use guns. This, this ghost gun thing is, is a great talking point, but uh, we actually made a documentary about ghost guns called The Right to Bear 3D Printers. Mm-hmm. And um, it's, it's all a mythology, and you can't actually 3D print a gun that can do anything except blow up in your face. Mm-hmm. So they're 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 playing the fear card, but I think it could be flipped on their head, where uh, more and more people are saying, you know what, the police won't show up on time. You know what, my government might do things to me that I need to defend myself against, and you see it again and again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they're going to be purposely uh, di- dishonest. He knows that. Probably this documentation of Joe Biden actually talking about that in a different context as far as people having whatever weaponry and thinking that it just applies to guns. I don't think he at this point. Yeah, you can argue that he is that dumb because of his 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 mind state. Mm-hmm. However, de- definitely those people that are around him, they certainly know better. They want to gear the conversation as if it is about hunting, because, of course, any event that it actually hit the fan, it's going to be them versus us. And that might be uncomfortable for them to be t- for them to talk about but that's actually the reality definitely for those that appeal certainly to the second amendment but 
to hear these 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 weirdos mention like capacity issues, like you said, why do you yeah. need X amount? You look at what happened in the summer of love in 2020. You saw so many people definitely by the end of that year, particularly ones that weren't before. I think we covered a few of those on the yes, show, these different stories that people that weren't they were let's say they were previously either indifferent on guns or they were like anti. Mm-hmm. And that changed their mind because you start to get get a little closer to home. I remember, yeah, we did cover a story out of California where you had folks in like Beverly Hills that were trying to arm themselves and, and, and whatnot because it started getting a little too close to home. But that kind of represents this entire conversation. You mentioned Yaku that, of course, he's surrounded by all these people with yeah. whatever load of weaponry that they want to have. But God forbid you actually take defense into your own hands, then, well, we, we certainly can't. Add. Think about the mass shootings. Like, think about the, what the hell has that got to do, do with me in the event that someone is a, a, a threat to me in my life and, 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 let's say, my family, an immediate threat. The fact that these folks want you, let's say, disarmed or, let's say, having less capable weaponry is certainly criminal. And I, I like what Matt's saying, that it may end up backfiring. Certainly because of what we saw in previous years. We have, I mean, it was more weapons bought in this last couple of years than had ever had been historically. If you think those are all just gun-toting middle American conservatives, you're out of your mind. Yeah, I do I do think it is, too. Um, it, it, they're doing this all at a time where they are trying to change the, they're trying to take advantage of the language and use it in their favor. They keep saying this ban assault weapons, which you just heard Joe Biden say. They use assault weapons as if that is, means anything, right? Weapons of war. Weapon, yeah. Right, Weapons of war. Well, we well certainly we shouldn't be able to have weapons of war because that's too dangerous. That's for the that's for the experts, not for us. And they 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 throw these terms in. But really, when you look at, I believe the last assault weapons ban that they uh, put forward had like so many semi-automatic weapons. It had, a, like, I remember seeing my little 380 that I use because it, my hands are small and I was able to operate it as a fir- it was the first gun that I ever got um, and I felt comfortable with. It's like that was that one was on the list as well, right? So they're like they're trying to to use these terms, uh, even ghost guns, I think, right? And mm-hmm. universal background. Well, everyone should should have universal background checks, as if someone can just walk into yeah. a gas station and buy a gun with yeah, their credit the card. And the fact leave. that you can't do that is my problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, yeah. No, but 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 they're, but they they're making these points. They're taking advantage yeah, of the language, yeah. right? And making people think. How many how many tweets do you see of people like it shouldn't be easier to buy, uh, uh, yeah. you know, whatever than to buy a gun and or buy a gun then and I'm like well, it's not well the but I think to your point here what's and it is backfiring because this is all they have mm-hmm. all they have is that narrative because mm-hmm. their policies are driving people towards arming themselves when you start talking about out of the same guy's mouth there's going to be food shortage equal yeah. equals arm yourself right yeah. Literally. Yeah. Uh, your gas prices are going up and it's crime in the street. People are being, you know, mugged in Dallas, Texas, all over the place. Carjackings equals arm yourself. So their policies will make people arm themselves and it should. So all they have is lip service at this moment is to shame you, to blame you, to throw every the whole kitchen sink at you. And this is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. The hunters, of course, they're going after that. But no, people should go arm themselves. It's your right to. But their policies, I think it is going to be egg in their face and it's going to blow up. 
um, because they're driving people towards insecurity and instability. Well, this is the, I, I want to get your take on this. This is, of course, to your point, Yaku, their arguments are, are not very strong. Here's Joe Biden making uh, one of his arguments about gun manufacturers and how they uh, should not be exempt from liability much. They're the only outfit in the country that is immune. Imagine had the tobacco industry been immune to, process, to being sued. Come on. Come on. Wait, man. what? I don't know where you go with that. If the tobacco industry had been immune to prostitute being sued, yeah. Matt, that's a, that's a strong argument. Uh, <laughs> that you, you, know, have you know, I on immediately said they're the only outfit that's immune, and I immediately, this is a total tangent, but I immediately <laughs> thought about pharmaceutical manufacturers. Yes. Thank you. Yes. And us, the government, forcing us to be vaccinated in order to keep our yeah. jobs. Mm -hmm. Um, so, no, they're not the only ones. Right. Yeah, that's, that is the most giant uh, industry that I can think of. That, and it's not, it wasn't just the COVID vaccine. It's the, childhood, the 1986 Childhood Vaccine Injury Act that they passed that gave manufacturers, uh, pharmaceutical manufacturers, complete and total yes. uh, immunity as long as it's on the childhood schedule. So, yeah. but it's interesting. They, they yeah, never no, bring it, that it, up. The guy's just grasping for whatever he certainly can, but it ultimately goes down to, they want to obviously make it more difficult for people to own whatever sorts of arms it is mm -hmm. that they want. I would love for this to be an opportunity for folks that actually value liberty to finally get on the offensive with this stuff. If you look at the just insane amount of laws that already exist, that if, you know, people love their second amendment, but I mean, if you look at the laws on the book from the National Firearms Act on down, dude, they've already tread mm -hmm. on that. Yes. So how about getting on offense instead of always playing defense with the left and they're trying to implement more uh, gun like control type of legislation? How about we try to get rid of the ones that exist that really take have already taken it out of the hands, the defense out of the hands of the individuals? Gun possession, the fact that that is even it exists like that's a crime, like just possession, like that in itself is just a crime in this country. The fact that that's even a thing should obviously alarm folks. I don't think people understand. Obviously, it seems to happen to minorities a lot more. But I don't think people understand that, yeah, folks go to jail, prison every day, not for doing anything like criminal, as in actually there's a victim. It's they had possession of a gun and the state said they weren't supposed to have it. Mm -hmm. And therefore, they're going to jail because maybe they didn't get uh, whatever particular license uh, that they needed for that or whatever. The fact that those are even a thing. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they've already infringed. Matt, I want to I want to give you last word on this, um, but I, I want to I want to read to you what Governor Kathy uh, Hochul said about what happened in New York City because I, I just I find it to be such I find it personally to be offensive. It's such lip service. She said, "We say no more, no more mass shootings, no more disrupting lives, no more creating heartbreak for people just trying to live their lives. It has to end. It ends now, and we are sick and tired of reading headlines about crime. So d the criminals will just stop because she said no more." So, like, I'm not a I'm not a gun nut like Eric is. Yeah. So I'm, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a philosophical Second Amendment guy. Right. And it wasn't until, I don't know if you guys remember the, the terrorist shooting at the Bataclan Theater in, in yes. Paris. Yes. It was a moment, because I go to a lot of shows and my wife and I go to these things. It's a little bit like riding the subway. It, it, it should be a normal, decent thing to do. And I felt like a free rider for not owning weapons in my home. I live in the District of Columbia, so it's more difficult. Mm -hmm. But we immediately went out and bought each other guns for Valentine's Day. Nice. And we got trained up. And, and That's I feel, my kind of relationship. I feel like it's a personal responsibility now. Like, yes. 
Like, even, like, you can't count on the police, even mm-hmm. when they're doing their jobs exactly like they should. And we have to decentralize security so that we can not only help ourselves, but wouldn't it be great to have saved people 100%. on that train? 100%. And there's only one way to do it, and that's to trust individuals with that responsibility. And and I'm, I'm sure Eric's upset that I don't on, own a million weapons. <laughs> but, I, but I live in we'll, the District we'll of Columbia. On. They make it very difficult. Well, yeah, I mean, it's like no. if you want no more mass shootings, give citizens the right to protect themselves, maybe for yeah, starters. People seem to be a lot less likely to shoot up the place when they see everybody's on. Exactly. Uh, all right, we've got more to come, but we got to take a quick break. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Masterworks. So, uh, look, riding horses to work, making your own soap, hacking gas pumps, it seems like... Biden's America is right on schedule, guys. But uh, we've dug up something that gives us hope here. J.P. Morgan declared that alternatives are no longer optional, and they're encouraging everyone to look outside of just stocks and bonds because one of the hottest markets on Earth is a very unexpected alternative. I bet you haven't heard of this. If you're not watching this program, it's actually art. So people actually can invest in art. Uh, It's got a 0.01 correlation to public equities, so it's great for diversification. Its returns have outpaced the S&P 500 by 164% for like the last 25 years. Uh, And art investing, you don't have to be a billionaire to do it. You can do it with Masterworks, all right? The first platform that is letting anyone add shares of famous art to their portfolio. My audience can actually skip the Masterworks waitlist by going to masterworks.art slash news. That is masterworks.art slash Slash news. See important regulation disclosures at masterworks.io slash cd. The governor of Oklahoma signed state legislation uh, this morning making it a felony to perform an abortion in the state. This is Senate Bill 612. It says a person shall not purposely perform or attempt to perform an abortion except to save the life of a pregnant woman in a medical emergency. Uh, Anyone convicted of doing that, performing or attempting to perform an abortion, uh, shall be guilty of a felony punishable by a fine not to exceed $100,000 or by confinement in the custody of the Department of Corrections for a term not to exceed 10 years or by such fine and imprisonment. Uh, Obviously, very strong language here from the state of Oklahoma. Uh, what are your thoughts, gentlemen? I was there the day, literally in the chamber, when he signed the heartbeat bill, because he signed our bill to protect children against sex trafficking right after that bill. And, it, and that was only June last year. Mm-hmm. And, but I can tell you this, people don't know this, there's a war in Oklahoma against abortion, and they really are taking the front road on this. I was just texting with Representative Russ on this from Oklahoma as we were going, and and I knew when he signed the heartbeat bill that they were they were working towards this, but it was a step to get here. And I'll say this: society has pushed women into a corner, and you you have to fight back. And we are now at a point where, unfortunately, we are seeming to wanting to correct everything in this country with laws. But I will say this: if we don't, my opinion, like sex trafficking, protecting children. If we don't set rules for the other side at the moment, they are running amok. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it is, for me, always about a voice for the baby in the womb, a voice for the defenseless. Um, so if this is the way we've got to go, that state instead decided that they're going to shine that light really strong. Right? And look, I'm, I'm pro-life. I'm mm-hmm. for protecting that baby. I don't like government. I don't like the laws. But I will say without it... Um, it's a losing battle for me. 
Yeah. We, ha we, have to, we have to create some balance. Uh, I wish we could do it just in society without it, but I, I stand with him in this because I think it's necessary that a state becomes the front runner past heartbeat. Matt, what are your thoughts? So um, I have a slightly different perspective because, because I'm generally skeptical of politics. I'm a mm -hmm. libertarian. Mm -hmm. um, I don't like it when we depend on either political party to solve the most complex problems in society. You don't think they're reliable? No. <laughs> Shockingly, really? no. And I, huh. I feel like they manipulate us, and really? I feel like they use us. Hmm. And, and I, don't, I don't know the governor of Oklahoma, so I don't know that that's true here. And I know the Supreme Court got it wrong. There mm -hmm. is no right to abortion right. in the Constitution. Yeah. But I also worry about this, this sort of uh, back and forth that we have where this party takes control and suddenly life begins a conception. Next party takes control and the opposite is true on a five to four swing. vote on the, yeah. on the thing. And I, I feel like we need to get upstream of politics and particularly election year legislation and, and start having this conversation with our neighbors because all Americans don't agree on this. And I feel like the, the legislative stuff and the political stuff pushes everybody back in their camps where they're not listening anymore. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's my concern, but I'm always skeptical of, of, of any politician who would want to just manipulate our emotions. That is a, well, that is a great point because um, when you're talking about how far the left has gone on abortion, right. it seems like it, it shouldn't be a difficult conversation to have with your neighbor to try to agree that like yeah. ripping out a, you know, a partial birth abortion where you're dismembering the baby because it's a baby and obviously can survive outside. Like it feels like that would not be a difficult conversation to have with a neighbor. And that like strategically, that's a great conversation to have with a neighbor because it's common sense and everyone's like, yeah, that, that's too far. Mm -hmm. um, I don't feel like that's what they're doing here. They're, it's they're drawing a line in the sand. Yeah. But right. it's not an isolated conversation anymore in our culture. You can't separate abortion from human trafficking, from organ harvest. You can't separate these things anymore because they've, they've redefined sexuality, number one. We've lost the moral compass. Mm -hmm. So just to have that conversation isolated with your neighbor today, say, shouldn't a baby have the right to live? We, we need serious correction. I mean, we need to retrain culture at this moment to go, hey, life has value. Yeah. So I just think having the conversation by itself today, this, is, this feels like triage because you got to stop the bleeding at some point. And I, I completely hear what you're saying, Matt. And I also want that world. I want that world. I was raised in that world where, where we agree on, yeah, we, that's, that's wrong. But that line has been crossed so far, so quickly that this is a measure of correction. So I think you bring up a really interesting point, Matt, because I, I did, when I read this, I was like, yay, I want as many babies to be uh, born as possible. But I also thought, oh, the left is going to be able to use this to their advantage in saying they want to throw doctors in jail who are just trying to help women. And I feel like them being able to manipulate women's emotions like that is like may serve them well. Um, so I think that that speaks to your point, Matt, that like you don't want to give them the ability to win the conversation in culture by being able to say, well, they're throwing doctors in prison for doing their jobs. Well, I made this point months ago. I was literally the same exact point that Matt just made. Um, well, a slightly different approach, but the same concept of... Probably a more radical version. Yeah, it's probably a, <laughs> a, a, more, a more radical version um, of, like, this is a cultural, obviously it's a cultural battle, 
And I hate that, you know, we immediately look to legislation to try to collect uh, an issue like such. And everybody's correct that the pendulum will swing back one way. And it's like, uh, uh, yeah, this is what it is. You can't disagree with that. Go back in your corner type of situation. But I think what 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 makes this so such a difficult conversation to have, not it's not not talking about the neighbor. I'm saying just in general Mm -hmm. is because what footprint and this is the what, what my criticism comes certainly of folks on the right. What footprint do we have to even be influential culturally? Mm. It's non-existent for the most part. I know us at the table are all doing what we can in our individual capacity. But on the grand scheme of things, outside of the political spectrum, there's almost no no representation. I just did a speech talking about this specific concept of like where are we at like why why do i feel like i'm the only one here when in my individual space and i'm sure it can feel isolated when you're like where is everybody everybody's focused so much on the political realm and trying to change people there when as we've said and i think a lot of us agree that culture is on the upstream on the downstream is politics you change the culture you change the politics by default now the what the wrench i guess that gets thrown is that the left certainly has no issues of using the state to impose whatever it is that they want to believe in how do you combat that is a great conversation certainly worth having but if we can just get our court even on this issue because i'm certainly a pro-life i'm a you know we're both pro-life libertarians i'm on the the radical end because i'm the end cap and i don't want government anywhere in anything however i want us to be able to control the conversation culturally to the point to where we don't even feel like it's insane we were talking about it off the air about even on the gender issue like the fact that we're even there where i can where like this person is going to gaslight me into thinking that there's 50 million genders like that's where we're at right now. Why is that even a wait a minute? Yeah. How do we even get mm-hmm. to that mm-hmm. get to that point? Why can't we get to and I think we can to the point to where that conversation isn't even going to be had simply because it's so outrageous that it's not worth having. Mm-hmm. But in yeah. order for that to, for us to get to that point, we got to start making moves culturally. And abortion isn't absolved from that issue. I know we could talk about other things, uh, but th- it's it's also a part of it. The only, the, only dif- the only difference here, if I could, Sarah, sure. sorry, but the only difference here, Eric, is you're talking about a human being that's in the womb that cannot speak for itself. Yeah. So now all of a sudden, it's not about how many genders do you think and I think. We can speak for ourselves. But society must defend the minority. What is a greater minority than the voiceless that's in the womb? And if we can't defend, because they will come. And so if I think, Matt, if we just leave it open and there's no laws, they say there's no laws on abortion. Where culture is going with sexuality and sexualizing children, they will massacre. 62, 70 million babies will be nothing. They'll, it'll, it'll become the norm. And so that's that because of other cultural conversations around the value of life at the moment. And so I look at this as we must. Mm-hmm. Step in and defend those who cannot speak for themselves, whether it's the kid in the corner that's being bullied or for sure the child in the womb. Yeah, um, I, this has been a really good conversation, guys. I think the, uh, the passion that all of you are, are coming from is, um, is really nice to see. Um, all right, we got we to gotta take a break, but first we want to thank our sponsor, Omega XL. So if you've got back pain, knee pain, neck pain, whatever the case may be, maybe you've reached the age where just everything hurts all the time. What you might not realize is that the underlying cause is likely inflammation and you have to defeat the actual inflammation or 
one, you're not actually going to solve the problem, and two, it can cause permanent damage. So Omega XL is backed by 35 years of clinical research. It actually attacks the inflammation that is causing your pain. If you're doing something like taking a topical cream and you're rubbing it on your shoulder because it hurts and it gets like really cold and then it gets hot and you're like, this feels awesome. And then it's gone in 10 minutes and you're back in pain again. Don't do that. All right. Omega XL is going to neutralize that inflammation that causes those painful stiff joints and muscles. It is an essential fatty acid combination from the waters of New Zealand, which I know a lot of men will hesitate to take because they're like, that's natural. I don't want it. No, it actually works, and it can change your life and get you out of pain. So you got to go there. You can order Omega XL now and get a second bottle for free. You can go to OmegaXL.com news. That is OmegaXL.com news. Actually, right now, as of the time of this taping, right now, Biden is taking the stage to discuss um, a major move, they say, on gasoline. They say it will uh, it will decrease the cost of gasoline. He is making cheaper gas available to Americans. This is the EPA that is now going oh to allow God. gasoline with a 15% ethanol blend. This, it's called E15 uh, to be sold in the United States. Most gas is now E10. Eric's already losing his mind. I haven't no, even gotten no, very we, far in the in no. the conversation yet, Eric, and you're already, We've he's already, already done to throw this. his South hat. Africa did this. He's about throw his hat. Uh, so this is going to be a national emergency waiver. The White House says without that action, the White House uh, said that E15 cannot be used in most of the country, and the EPA is expected to take final action to issue the emergency waiver. It can help increase fuel supplies, give consumers more choices uh, to get lower prices, and provide savings to many families. And I want to play, we do, uh, like I said, Joe Biden is speaking right now, but we do have one clip of uh, him apparently He's he is really trying to lay on thick the blame, uh, putting it on Putin instead of, you know, anything that his administration has done, because everything that's happening in America is apparently Putin's fault. Here is Joe Biden. World, China and uh, should be Ukraine and Russia are not doing what they usually do. So everything's going up. We saw today's inflation data. Seventy percent of the increase in prices in March came from Putin's price hike in oh, gasoline. God. We need to address this challenge with an urgency to the demands. Uh, by the way, the White House also announced a plan to expand the use of canola oil as a fuel. Um, Joe Biden mentioned it. This comes at a time that inflation just keeps getting worse. Uh, this is the 8.5 percent in March, the fastest increase in more than 40 years. I'm sure that that also is uh, is Putin's fault. Matt, I'm going to go to you. So um, one of the things he just said is pretty striking. He just said that China and Russia, and he listed off a couple other countries, yeah. are not doing what they usually do. Yeah. yeah. Therefore, we're hurting. So you're admitting that you've somehow made our country completely susceptible mm -hmm. to what some dictator in China or Russia decides to do. And it's insane. And like the, the solution on the energy side is so obvious. Like, I don't really care about what the EPA's opinion is about 15% about ethanol. Why not just get out of the way and let Americans produce energy and we wouldn't have a problem, but we've been um, stripping ourselves of our defenses for all these years. Like Europe is completely defenseless mm -hmm. because they banned fracking and they, they banned any possible reasonable alternative. All they got left is windmills right. and it ain't working. <laughs> and that makes them unsafe, yeah. uh, not just economically. But, yeah. but the other thing I'll say is like, um, 
obviously the energy prices started spiking long before Putin invaded yeah. Ukraine. And other things, just, just the things that people need to drive to work, to feed their families, and to live a decent life. All of these things have exploded because the government printed a bunch of money. Mm-hmm. And no one's printed more money than Joe Biden's administration. Like, you, you, can, you can look back at Trump, and uh, they spent a lot of money they didn't have, but it's insane now. And the American people aren't going to buy, this is Putin's fault. They're not going to buy, they don't really care whose fault it is. All they know is that they can't drive to work and they can't afford the food in their, in their, in their cart. And the president and his party will pay a price for that. Mm-hmm. The interesting thing here is at the same time he's saying this, they're penalizing farmers. They're taking subsidies away from farmers. So we still got to produce, even if this was your solution, canola oil, right? You got, are you supporting, supporting farmers at the same time? No, they're not. They're cracking down on farmers across. Farmers are complaining about how they're being treated by this federal government. It's, it's all political theater. It's all talk. No action will come from this. We were, South Africa was sanctioned for years, and we had to produce fuel from other sources, coal, oil, etc. Number one, it doesn't work. I say give us the real thing. We have the real thing underground. We are the cleanest nation in producing energy when we produce energy. Nobody is cleaner. Nobody's more responsible than us. Nobody. Okay? Especially not China. Right? Let us have the real thing. It's under our feet right now. It's gas. We can probably drill a hole in this floor mm-hmm. and tap into natural gas here that's clean and oil and gas. Get out of the way. This is where I agree with you libertarian boys. You know, <laughs> ban government completely, get out of the way, and let society settle the score, and we'll probably end up good. By the way, fun fact, Neil Young, about five or ten years ago, lost most of his music fortune trying to get his car to run on a can- canola oil. Really? Just mark that. <laughs> that, that is but, a fun but, fact. By the way, it didn't work, wow. and he almost went bankrupt doing it, but he was so passionate that, that we can't use fossil fuels uh-huh. because of all those reasons. And it turns out that uh, some of these ideas that they have don't work so well. <laughs> They're just really bad. The fact that we have an institution like the EPA, where folks have to go through in order to produce energy, or we have to abide by whatever laws or moronic um, regulations that it is they have, should anger, definitely in this time, every single American, like period. Believe it or not, that actually had to happen out here in Texas during that whole winter freeze that we had. If you yeah. remember, Grub, when Abbott had to freaking ask the federal government to basically utilize his own uh, energy because of whatever stupid emissions. And that was all, of course, said by the uh, EPA. So the fact that, oh, well, well we're not going to allow you. How about you just get out of the way in its entirety? And just allow people, and I'm not for playing uh, winners or losers. I'm not for subsidizing this group and that group. I'm, I just want y'all to shut up, mm-hmm. get out the way, and allow the market to be. And let's see what the efficient energy certainly is going to uh, be. Is it going to be oil and gas or, or, or nuclear or whatever instead of having these regulations that make us have to listen to you? But as far as this issue of inflation and trying to blame it on Russia, as if not only this president, but the president before and his administration, as if Printing, I don't know, the last 
what half decade, if I'm not mistaken, you got like 40 percent of the money supply that was just that was printed just recently. You had all of these, which, of course, Trump signed off on. You had these stimulus packages uh, with all of this pork money coming out of nowhere that was continued to be signed. And then it accelerated, certainly with Joe Biden. And to act like that had absolutely nothing to do with the inflationary issues that we have right now. These fools, Jen Psaki, the other day. That's why I got so pissed off, because the other day she literally was blaming the inflationary issues on Russia. Yep. <laughs> it's Putin's fault. Like it's, it's, it's Putin yeah. and his war and his invasion. And this is why your prices of everything is going up as if we can't just look at the trajectory and look at what led to this. This is what economic illiteracy unfortunately gets you where people think even temporarily, if you can just withstand whatever moronic law or regulation or bill or, or printing uh, effort that they're going to have, if it happens right then and you're like, well, it's OK. Nothing's going to happen later. We're not going to have to pay for this. What ramifications? What consequences? And now everything costs more than what it ever, ever had been. And the regular Americans are starting to feel it. To act like that's Putin's fault is utter nonsense. The criminals are the guys like Joe Biden that's sitting here yelling to the American public that, well, mm-hmm. it, Russia. Matt said we're susceptible. Yes. But we're also now subservient. Mm. Yes. Completely dependent. Yeah. We are dependent. And and again, uh, that was all, I think, because everything Biden did when he got into office was just undo anything that Trump did. They didn't look at the net benefit, right, the net benefit or anything. It yeah. was just like, oh, Trump did it. We need to reverse it immediately. And that's what uh, that's where you get when that happens. All right. We've got we've got more to come. First, we want to uh, thank our sponsor of this segment. Get Upside. This is a new sponsor of the show. I'm really excited about that. This guys, this could not be better timed because we were just talking about how awful it is whenever you fill up your gas tank. So listen. From cringing at the pump to getting this crazy check whenever you go to maybe your favorite restaurant, you're like, I don't remember things costing this much. Well, it does now, and inflation is hitting us all where it hurts. This is why I've started using GetUpside. It it is an app that you can go download on your phone for anyone who buys gas, groceries, or dines out. I'm pretty sure that that is like 100% of the population. So it will affect you, and with every purchase, uh, you are earning cash back. Thanks to GetUpside. So you got to get started. Go download the free GetUpside app in the App Store or Google Play. Use my promo code NEWS and get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. And then you can claim an offer for whatever you're buying on GetUpside. You can check in at the business, pay as usual with a credit or debit card, and get paid. By the way, guys, this isn't just for gas. You can earn at grocery stores, restaurants, on food delivery, whatever. These are things that you are buying anyway. And you are getting rewarded for it. By the way, in comparison to credit card rewards or loyalty programs, you can earn three times more cash back with GetUpside. Uh, you can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, e-gift card for Amazon. This is going to benefit you at a time where you need it the most. you got to go download it. Use promo code NEWS to get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. That is $5 or more on cash back on your first purchase using promo code NEWS. <music> Transgender activists and their allies lashed out at the Washington Post yesterday after they dared publish, and this is an opinion piece, uh, this is by a transgender woman who said that her transition was harmful and unnecessary. The piece was called What I Wish I'd Known When I Was 19 and Had Sex Reassignment Surgery, and it was just giving the opinion of a person who has been through it and regretted transitioning at 19 years old. And, uh, I mean, liberals are lashing out at the Washington Post uh, for daring actually publish an opinion piece on the other side. 
Eric, I'm going to go to you. Look, this is uh, funny. We talk about culture and uh, certainly influence. Like, this is what, they, what they've been able to control in terms of the conversation. And they know if they lose hold of that, they absolutely have nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, that side, which I've had conversations with, and I've, I've been fascinated by certainly that, that story of the people that have been detransitioning. Mm-hmm. Like, this is an important part of the conversation <laughs> that has been yeah. left out. Yeah. Right? And you well, don't, left out purposely, yeah, I would obviously, say. purposely. Yeah. And again, it goes back to not being just completely being completely unable to control the conversation. So the reason why they get so bent out of shape when they see stuff like this, when they see folks that, let's say, are not a part of their hive mind that actually are trying to get either the word out or be influential in any capacity, Mm -hmm. they start freaking out. Because as I've said before, all they have are optics. They got perceived legitimacy. That's it. So they think if if nobody else sees it, it doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. Once people start and once we are, that's what we're trying to do culturally, taking a stab at that, they're freaking done. Yeah. Yeah. Matt. So I have a a friend who is trans. Um, Donald McCloskey was a professor of mine in in graduate school. Deirdre, who who just did a show with me on Kibbe on Liberty, Uh, about how to tell the story of capitalism. I asked her afterwards about some of this stuff. And and from my perspective, the problem with the the radical trans community, I don't know exactly what to call it, but the ones that are intolerant of any deviation Mm -hmm. from from their doctrine, um, her perspective is they're overreaching and Mm -hmm. they're actually pushing people away and her perspective is like, like me, don't like me, right. accept who I am, don't accept who I am, just don't hurt me and take my stuff. Yeah. Right, right. But that's healthy. Yeah. Well, I think yeah. too, it, like, I mean, when you're, even when you're talking about just within the LGBT, I know there's a lot of other acronyms there, but I think like even just the gay people that I know, they're like, Mm, no right. we don't want to be associated with this anymore. Yeah. Can we just like branch off and have our own thing? Yeah, because they're just crazy. Rob Smith, who we know in the conservative yeah. movement, Rob called me one day and he's like, Yaku, I just want you to know, I don't use the Q. <laughs> we, we don't. Those like yeah. me, it's LB, you know, it's, yeah, yeah. It, we don't use Q, Yaku. That's, that's danger, he said, his words. He goes, because in that group, we start justifying harming children. Mm-hmm. In that group, we start doing things, and that's not who we are. And I said, and, and this just health, a healthy, a sane way of thinking about it, but here's the deal why they won't. It's always an indicator. If someone's not willing to hear the other side of the argument, you know that they know their argument's weak. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know that they know it's not based on conviction because that whole radical trans group is identityless, and a radical community gave them an identity. And if you dare prove me wrong, then what do I have? Mm-hmm. I've got nothing. It's the same group that set Portland on fire. I'll throw a brick through it. Why? Why are you doing this? I don't know. I'm just doing it because they're giving me a place mm-hmm. of belonging. And if you challenge the place of belonging, they left with the question that they had the black hole of who am I? Right. What do I actually stand for? So I'd rather just don't want to hear it. Cancel them. Don't, don't have that voice. And we need to push those voices through because, because reason will come back to people when they have a, a, counter, a, a counter conversation. Yeah. Uh, all right. We've got to take a break. We'll be back. so happy that you're back in town and able to join us. Can you tell people where to find you? Yes, uh, check out Kibbe on Liberty, my show on Blaze TV, and also the video where we work we do at freethepeople.org. We're producing a lot of documentary-style stuff that's really designed 
to turn on people who don't even know what libertarianism is. Mm. So I call them the liberty curious. We really want to speak to young people who are trying to figure out where they're at right now. That's where the cue goes. Yeah. The cue that you were talking about earlier. <laughs> Different cue. No, well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. We, we'll use yeah. the cue in this instance, we'll no, not yeah. in the other instance. Exactly. That's what we'll do. Yeah. I, Matt, I love, I, I actually, I love you being on with these two gentlemen here because you bring a, just such a calm, a calmness that neither, <laughs> neither, none of us we have. We don't bring it. None of no. us have. And I'm just wondering, like, do you ever get angry? Calmer than you are, dude. Uh, that's my favorite <laughs> movie, Big Lebowski, baby. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, don't forget also, if you are not yet subscribed, which you should be also to Yakubuyan's host of The Bottom Line. You can find him on YouTube. You can find him on Free Space. You can find him on Instagram. You can find him everywhere. Uh, and it is J-A-C-O. I just Thank you. like to give you a, everyone's like, how do you spell his name? <laughs> I'm telling you. All right, write it down. Also, Eric July, Young Ripa 5'9", of yeah. course, on YouTube uh, for Canon's sake, where you can get him much more unfiltered oh, than you can true. get him on this channel. <laughs> so make sure that you are subscribed to that, that as well. That means more F-bombs, right? <laughs> yeah, way Bomb. more F-bombs. Bomb. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.